Welcome to the regular season finale pick pod. Uh, we're trying to hammer out these last five picks, and this is basically just an exercise in legwork uh, with gambling. It's like, all right, who, who's motivated? Who's not motivated? Uh, I can tell you who's not motivated is our, our pick five entry. Uh, we are way out of contention for any kind of payout. Uh, um, but hey, we're we're still we're still here to try to put up the best possible record that we can, put a cap on the season. Uh, Drew Hayden, how are you feeling about the slate this week, and who do you guys like? Uh, you know, um, it feels like, like I'm watching like the season finale of The Walking Dead. Like there's a group of people who are like still surviving and doing okay, and everybody else is just like, which one of these zombies like got hit by napalm and like which one of them is like still like pretty coherent like that's where that's i'm at fair. with this so, yeah. um all of the sharp action this week is going to be on like motivated underdogs just taking a money line and on first half plays like that's where all the sharp action is this week and that's where most of like the sharp plays are there's too much variance particularly in like if a team goes in the locker room and it's like oh shit like we're locked in at the four seed and the coach is like, yeah, okay. You know, pull this guy, this guy. And they just, they don't want to show anything in the second half. And then all of a sudden it's like, like oh. scoreboard, scoreboard watching, like, Oh, we yeah. needed, you know, or, we, we needed new England to lose for this to happen. And they're up by 21 at half. Like, fuck it. Or like, for example, like if you're looking at the late slate, like you've got the Pats and Buffalo that both play at 425. If something happens and like, well, we're kind of locked in on where we're going to be. Like, who gives a shit if we got to go to Buffalo and play Buffalo because we beat them there already. Like you, you just, you just stop showing things because you, you're, you don't want to put anything on tape that anybody's going to study. You're going to see way more like vanilla coverages and stuff like that out of teams that have clinched. But I think at least in the first half, they're still going to look to keep like offense crisp and like, you know, just make sure that your timing is down. I mean, I, I listened to, uh, to Chris Long's pod uh, and he was just kind of explaining like, these weeks where you clinch, like, it's just, it's a glorified walkthrough. Like you want to put good tape out there. And that's the other piece of this too. When, when you talk about good tape, you got to think about teams that aren't in the playoffs who may be playing a playoff team. Like those guys on the other side of that, on this bad team, like they have to put good tape out there to get their next job. So like, they're going to be, too. they're going to be too. going. Um, and that, that's a reason why I, a couple of the one of the picks today that I've made is is, is one of them. But anyways, what is that pick? Hit it off. Uh, so keep in keep in mind that these lines lock on Wednesday. Um, I'm taking the Vikes minus two and a half, and this sounds like a homer pick. Their defense has seven starters on one year deals at this point. Zimmer's a dead man walking. Fields is out. Uh, like those dudes specifically on defense, Sheldon Richardson, Xavier Woods, like. Anthony Barr, like they have to put good tape out and everybody at, at camp this week has talked about how they want to have a good showing regardless of what happens with their head coach. So I don't know, man, it's at home. Two weeks ago, these teams played with basically the same lineups and the Vikes were favored by a touchdown. So I don't know, two and a half feels like fair value here. I, I and see both of these point. teams are dead. Like both of these teams are dead and like the bears are in the same boat. The bears are just, it's just a dead team walking. This is why it's gross to me is Minnesota seems like the dead team walking to me. They're the team that they're eliminated. Everything has gone terribly wrong. They hate each other. They don't like their quarterback. They don't like their coach. 
I, I feel like they everybody is like in Cabo already in, in that locker room. And the Bears, on the other hand, have also kind of enjoyed this like late season renaissance and they seem to be having a lot of fun. They're playing good ball. They like beat the Seahawks in that comeback victory and they beat the hell out of whoever it was that they played last week. I, maybe the Giants was it the Giants, maybe. Uh, it yeah. was the Giants who, I mean, so Christ, I mean, not, not anything to write home about, but I don't know. I just seem like there's like, I get really good vibes from the bears team right now. And I don't, I don't get that from Minnesota. I don't know, man. I have just looking at the spread. I feel like there's money here. This spread has moved in the other direction. I think like four points now, would I bet this at a touchdown? Certainly not, but a field goal. Sure. If there's anything, you know, about the Vikings at this point is they're going to play a one possession game one way or the other. It's going to come down on the last play. I'm surprised Minnesota's playing anybody like, Oh, Zimmer is like dog. Everybody plays that man is just whipping these dudes out there at this point. Oh my God. But everything like if that I, I just, I'm, if I'm Delvin cook, I'm not playing this game. I'm not. Oh, he's 1 million percent playing and like wants to play. It's a divisional game, man. I, I don't know. I just, they're going to, they're going to ride for this dude. Cause he's been with him for like eight years. Like I think they're going to try to put him out with a win. I really think players are going to be like, they hate him. They don't care about him. I don't think they do. Don't I don't, I don't think they hate him as much as we think they hate him. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So we're on the board for the Vikings. We're off to a rip roaring start. Hayden. All what right. is your pick of the week? Well, I'm going to take Cleveland. Oh um, God. Yeah. Great pick. Um, so Burrow is out. I know Mayfield's out, but he's been shit. So it doesn't yeah, really cares? matter. Case yeah. Keenum is better. Case Keenum is better than Mayfield. Who cares? Yeah. This point, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. If I'm taking Brandon Allen or Case Keenum, I'll take Case Keenum, uh, every day. So yeah, um, for sure. Joe Mixon's also going to be out, I believe. Correct. Yep. Yep. And, um, yep. yeah, I just like the Browns all around, all around, excuse me. I can get to a game under 500 to, uh, to end the year. So let's try to do that. I like it. I like it. They're at home too. They're not trying to, they're not trying to get beat at home and they're yeah. in their season finale. They're going to show up for that one. And, and these lines do lock on Wednesday. So we get Cleveland catching a point and a half as opposed to the live line in which they're laying six. So this is basically a free roll. Um, so yeah, hopefully Hayden's going to dunk on a little tykes hoop to end the year and uh, the year. Right. <laughs> um, my, uh, my pick this week, I really like the Rams. The Rams are at home laying four and a half against San Francisco. The Rams still very much need this game to clinch the division and the second seed. Um, Cooper cup is like 150 some yards away from the record. I think it's also like 12 or 15 receptions or something like that also. So he's uh, kind of on the cusp of maybe breaking some big records. San Francisco secondary is dog shit um so if, if Stafford is really trying to force him the ball and make some things happen for for the history books um yeah that's there, there's gonna be a lot of Cooper Cup running wild in this game um so yeah I, I I think the Rams and especially then you got the if Jimmy G does play he's really trying to rush back to play through this torn thumb ligament because uh homeboy looked terrible last week uh Trey Lance just doesn't look ready I mean he's Really, really, they, they almost dropped that game to the Whoa. Texans. He looked really, really rough. Yep, he, he he still needs quite a bit of work. So, yeah, I think this is a game. If they could, they would prefer to play Trey Lance, but they're they're going to try to roll a Jimmy G out there with half a hand. So, I, I like the Rams here a lot. 
So Cooper needs 135 yards to tie Calvin Johnson's record. And then what, what was it for receptions? It was like 12 or 15 or something. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, 11 to beat Michael Thomas's record. Okay. And he even mentioned it's like you got to put a different category on these 17 game seasons, but still, you still want to break it. So I don't give it a shit. I just don't want Michael Thomas to own a single record in the NFL. I could. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. That's um, fine. All right. So we got Cleveland, Minnesota, and the Rams. Drew, what's our fourth pick here? This hurts me, but I'm picking Philly at plus six and a half. Um, Dallas is locked into the four seed Philly. If they win this game and I believe it's, if the Niners win the game, they get to the five, they get to the five seed. Like they still have something to play for here. For sure. Um, and the thing about Philly is like, I, I talked about teams are going to show a lot of like crazy schemes or anything, particularly like they don't want to put anything on tape, but like Philly doesn't have anything crazy to put on tape. <laughs> they don't have any crazy. Schemes. They're like, Hey man, we're going to run the ball like 48 times this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, also like Philly's D line and their ability to take away the run and force the Cowboys to become one dimensional, which is like the worst version of their offense. So I do, I did save a, uh, I saved a tweet that I saw. Uh, we were talking about Micah Parsons and like how good he has been. So pass rushing at edge. So rushing from the edge position, Micah Parsons, traditional like he they qualify him as a middle linebacker at pff but his pass wash pass wash pass wash his pass rush win rate and his double team rate so how many times is he beating a double team and how often is he getting double teamed uh it's effectively like more effective than the number one person in the league at doing it in both of those categories and it's miles garrett and he's better than him like by a margin Wow. He, he wins against double teams at a 5% higher clip, and he wins at the line of scrimmage 3% more than Miles Garrett. You know, uh, speaking of the Cowboys' defense, Trayvon Diggs is out, so that might almost be better for from what we talked about, how, how terrible Trayvon Diggs <laughs> actually is. That could, be a, that could be a boon for the Dallas defense. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, guy, the, the senior guy at Yahoo um, – Oh God, Chris Anderson. I can't remember his name. Uh, he basically was like, I feel really good that the Cowboys are going to go into the playoffs and like, they're just going to keep turning people over because they create havoc on defense. I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. Cause that's, that is something that, you know, over the history of the NFL that always just moves from one phase to the other, just flawlessly. So good for him. Can I, can I make an argument to a possible exception to this rule? Sure. And, and this is going to be a Homer thing, but Darius Leonard is like a, a, uh, like master, a master at punch outs. Like that's not, that's not fake. Right. Those aren't like chances. Like he's like really good at punching balls out. Yeah. But, he's yeah. forced, he's forced 14 fumbles this year. And the next person was at like four. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not by mistake. No, <laughs> he, he's, he's really, really good at that. It's the peanut punch, man. It's, <laughs> Oh, Hey, I can't tap you. I'm just going to hit you right in the dick and hope you drop this football. He said he takes boxing classes in the off season to like oh. quicken his hands so he can like that check out. punch some balls. So I do, I, I do have one other, I guess, Eagles point. I stumbled on another pretty interesting tweet here. Um, so if you took one score games of each team in the league and you flipped them, so whatever their record is currently, but every game they were in that was a one score game, 
flip the result from a win to I a like loss. these. I like these. The Eagles would be number one in the NFC at 11 and five. Wow. <laughs> uh, the worst team in the NFL is the Atlanta Falcons at two and 14. That checks fo- out. Followed closely by the Steelers at three, 12 and one. Just awful, dreadful teams in one sport. What are the Ravens? I feel like the Ravens have won a lot of close games. Uh, the Ravens would be seven and nine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one seed in the AFC would be the Bills at 15 and one. That's what that one loss was. Yes, Aaron. <laughs> All right. I need a fifth pick here, and I've bounced around a little bit. So here's what I'm looking at. Maybe you guys can help me decide. Um, I've glanced at New England laying six and a half in Miami. I talked about this a little bit off air. Um, The Dolphins went up to Foxborough and beat the Patriots earlier this season. And I'm sure that Bill remembers that. Also, dream crusher scenario. Miami got eliminated from playoff contention last year. So they're out with nothing to play for except the fact that they play a division rival. Um. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like New England to come in here and curb stop them a little bit. And then the other play that I'm looking at, uh, Taylor Heineke has a six-figure bonus in his contract if he beats the Giants. Uh, it's like if he has two different bonuses. One is if he plays 60% of the snaps, and the other one is if he beats the Giants. Just the fact that Washington put that in his contract makes me think like, yeah, Washington really wants this one. Um, and the Giants are one of those walking wounded teams like you talked about earlier. Like they they yeah. they got they got bit by the zombie in like the second episode, and they're just like pulling along pulling along a broken leg right now, just like barely alive. I don't think anybody wants to be there anymore uh in that giants facility. I don't know. Hayden, Drew, push me one or the other. We want Washington or Patriots, both playing six and a half at a division rival. Both need the win for various reasons. So I don't like the, the Red Hogs slash Admirals slash Commanders uh, laying six and a half for the Giants, even though uh, cool stats in the Giants. They are the only team in football that has not had a winning record for a single second in the last five years. Uh, Dave Gettleman has claimed to change the culture for the better for the Giants. Joe Judge claimed to change the culture for the Giants in separate interviews over the last 24 months. And well, they're really bad. Um, But six and a half is still six and a half. And the Red Hogs are also eliminated. So I don't know if they care outside of the bonus. That makes sense. Um, New England by six and a half against Miami. That has like weird, like Miami's just, trying to play dream crusher scenario. I, I don't know if I like that. I was looking at Atlanta plus four and a half going into New or- uh, play in New Orleans because those teams always play each other tough. Matty Ice is at home getting points and the uh, New Orleans could like barely hold off the Panthers last week in New Orleans. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I was looking at that one. Uh, I, I thought about making that one of my picks this week. You didn't take Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. Okay, take Baltimore. Oh, my God. I, I, I had crossed them off my list because I thought that you would take them. I'm taking Baltimore all day. That was like what you saw last week was Big Ben's last gasp. I mean, that was like. Oh, on the short week. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That was, that was him riding into the sunset, basically. They're not winning this game against a motivated Baltimore team in Baltimore. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, 
and they're not covering four and a half either. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to push you through all that for, for no reason at all. Uh, yeah, I'm on Baltimore for sure. Okay. Two, three. Drew, what was your second pick? The Eagles. The Eagles. Yep, yep. So we're taking all home teams. Uh, we got the Eagles catching six and a half Saturday night, hosting America's team. Uh, Hayden's on the Browns catching one and a half at home against whoever the Bengals decide to roll out there. I don't know. Um, Drew is it AJ is, McCarron? I think he said it was Brandon Allen. Brandon right? Allen. Oh. Yeah. Brandon Allen. Yeah. Um, Drew on Minnesota catching two and a half at home against the Bears. I like Baltimore laying four and a half and the Rams also laying four and a half at home. Both need those wins for playoff reasons. All right. Hey, can we get an update on our, uh, on our, what do we need for the over under pods or over unders for the season? Where do we, where do we stand on that? What do I need to cheer for this last week of the year? That is a good question. I had it all. uh, I had it all written down. Yeah. So uh, Aaron, you need a Pittsburgh loss and a Chargers win, I believe. Oh, yes. Very plausible thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Drew, you need a Colts win, a Chargers okay. win. Yep. And a Saints loss. Oh, daddy. Love it all. Love everything you're saying to me. The Colts win is to push. You had him at 10, yes. so this will be the, yeah. you need him to win to push. Okay. And that gets me to what? 4 1 and 1? Yes. Yeah. If all those three three things happen that he just mentioned, it'll be four, one, and one. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I'll take all that, man. Uh, and then myself, all I need is a Pittsburgh loss, and then I'll be four and two. Four and two. Yeah. Four and two. Oh, damn. Yeah. Hayden and I battling it out for the, for the number what one. I, need, I, needed, I needed Chargers to win, Pittsburgh to lose. Was there a third thing? Or that was it? No, that was it. Okay. And that's for me to go three and three, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take 500. Sucks to suck. I'll take 500. Out here losing the VIG. That's it. Out here losing the VIG. The way this looked halfway through the season, I'll take that. I I was like, God damn it. Pittsburgh's really going to have another above 500 season, and I'm going to lose that bet. So as long as they lose to the Ravens, I'll be all right. Can we just – before we put the over-under pods, like the over-under picks to bed, you guys both took the Giants over. (laughs) You guys both took the Giants over, and they haven't had a winning week in five calendar years. You know, we, we were still, I think, in an Obama presidency the last time the Giants had a winning record. I really struggled with the NFC picks. I, I had, like, too many on the card for the AFC. I really had to whittle that one down to three. But the NFC, I was just like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, hate, I hate the NFC East. I never know. Like that, that conference could change top to bottom, four to one, one to four, year in and year out, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the difference. Like, I don't know. I struggle with the NFC. I'm still working on that one. Yeah, no, that was the thing. I didn't know how well the division was going to be, and uh, clearly the Giants are just shit. So bad, bad, and they're going to run it back next year, baby. They're going to run it back. Did you see the Bears too? The Bears, what you could argue, <laughs> is a worse pick than the Giants because the Giants at least. Their starting quarterback got hurt, and they just puttered to a finish. But the Bears, they didn't the really Giants, have any. The Giants were going to hit that over anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> they were both bad picks. I'm saying I think the Bears pick might have been worse. That's all I'm saying. 
uh yeah the bears pick i just i i gotta go back and re-listen to that podcast i just remember you being like man i don't know just naggy maybe turn it around i just like what they're doing there they brought dalton in steady hand like oh i, I have too many persuasive dis del, delusional bears fans for friends and i i couldn't help but drink the kool-aid a little bit they were i think they were trying to convince themselves so they're like if we can convince aaron and that means maybe it's true so they tried really hard and they succeeded and of course they were wrong and the bears suck and i shouldn't have taken that but here we are okay. here we are all right we made it we're almost there four one and one man i'll take that are we doing uh we, we didn't really talk about this yet are we gonna do pick pods for the playoffs just pick every playoff game or maybe a best bet situation i don't know we should figure something out, we'll figure uh, I, something th- out. I think we should do all of those things i think we should do a I think we should pick the, each game, and then I think we should um, just come with a, either a player prop or some other kind of various best bet, and we'll roll from there. Okay. We should all we should all pick every game, and it'll be like a competition throughout the playoffs. Okay. We can have the best record between the three of us in the playoffs because I'm pretty sure I won the best individual record for our pod in, yeah. in this season. Yeah, you got that locked I, up. Yeah. I've oh, yeah. finished over five. Even if I lose both these two games, I think I'm. I had. Yeah, I had just a desperate fucking slide in between weeks like 15 and 17. That were you and Hayden both. You yeah. and Hayden both. I was, was very, rough, I was very, it? very disenfranchised with the NFL there for a couple <laughs> weeks. And it showed in my level of due diligence on the pick a pod. I was just throwing some darts, hoping for the best. God. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us on the finale of the regular season pick pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter at pre-snap motion. Send us an email pre-snapmotion at gmail.com for Andrew. He's Hayden. I'm Aaron. Thanks for sticking with us this season. Uh, we'll catch you on the gridiron. We'll see you Monday for the review show. <laughs>